Yeah, here we go, ladies and gents. 4 p.m. spot. No guests today on the 4 p.m. spot. So I'm going to share with you social media or Google advertising. Which one should you do? Why should you do it? Let's find out. Let's roll today's episode. Here we go. Shut up and sit down. The Business Bros Podcast was created for you. Learn from the business professionals who come to share their stories. Find out what's working in business and social media, what's hot and what's not, straight from the mouths of successful entrepreneurs out there doing the real work. And now, welcome to another episode of Business Bros. All right, ladies and gents, I'm pumped. Look, uh, it's been an exciting week so far as far as the podcast is concerned. We've had a couple premium spots purchased. Uh, we got some shows lined up and they're amazing. I mean, this is the coolest thing about creating content is that we get to build some cool stuff, meet some great people, uh, and most of all, start generating some revenue, which is what this thing is really all about, right? You're in business, you need more clients. So the cool thing about running your own podcast is you can do some cool stuff like I'm going to do today. So let me just add this. Uh, this is a presentation that uh, I created, and it's basically a value add that we add for our customers. So right now, uh, for, for those of you who don't know, we're in the advertising space. We help generate leads for you and your business. And as, uh, as my partner and I have been focused on car wrap clients right now. So that's why you see the branding the way it is on the car wrap clients. And this presentation is really to, to teach them the people who are in business, what's the difference between social media? What's the difference between Google advertising? And what are some of the best tips and practices? So literally, I need to record this presentation. And I thought, you know what, I don't have a guest today, might as well do it here so that my audience can learn. At the same time, I'm recording a piece of content that I can use over and over and over again. So uh, let's jump into this thing right here. Let me uh, get my stuff here. So social media versus Google. So you guys know my name, Hernan Cias. At Business Bros Pod is the best way to contact me. Uh, and let's move on here. So what are we going to learn today? We are going to talk about the free version of social media marketing, and we're going to compare that to the paid version of social media marketing as well as Google. Uh, we're going to talk about the tools that we use for content creation, and I'm going to share with you guys some tips and strategies that we use uh, to to basically create content that wins, right? So, what? Uh, which one should I use? Social media or Google Ads? Really, what it comes down to the the real answer for this is both. Okay, short answer is both. You need to be posting stuff on social media, and you need to be creating a lot of content so that you can be found on Google. You need both in order to be successful to build a brand that has a reputation that people will trust when they do a Google search. So. What's the difference between the two? Well, both of them have a free version and both have a paid version. So I'm gonna share with you some strategies and some best practices for both. So let's get rocking and rolling. All right, first of all, let's start with the free stuff because everybody wants to do the free stuff. And so if I can share with you some of the cool stuff that we do on the free side, then um, I'll share with you some of the stuff that we can do on the paid side. So the free stuff, this is where the podcast comes in, right? So what I would say in this part of the presentation is, Google me. If you Google my name, Hernan Sias, H-E-R-N-A-N-S-I-A-S, if you Google me, you're going to see page after page after page of not other people that have similar names to me. It's all me. You're going to see my background in taxes. You're going to see my background in accounting, in real estate, in insurance, in business for the last almost 20 years of different things that I've done in business. I've created a name for myself, and it's easily Googleable. 
If you Google the podcast, Business Bros Podcast, page after page after page of content. And this is where we start with free stuff. What you need to understand is if you're going to do free things in social media, you must become a content creator. Now, there's a lot of different ways that you can become a content creator. If you're good at writing, maybe you start a blog. If you're good at creating video and editing video, maybe you start a YouTube channel. So there's a lot of different things that you can do to create content. But the bottom line is you have to become a content creator. How do we do it? We decided to start with a podcast. So we started with audio only. So you see the nice little microphone right here, right? We started with audio only uh, and then slowly worked our way into adding video into our podcast. And now we run it just like we do a movie, right? We we can drop clips anytime we want. Um, we can we, we get so creative with the way we've been doing stuff, but it's, it's come over practice. So we started with the podcast. We create this long form piece of content. So for those of you who watch our show on a daily basis, it's a 30 minute episode. That's a long piece of content. Not everybody is going to consume that content all in one shot. But once I have recorded a 30-minute episode, I can now create clips that I can use to disperse over social media. So I can I can take the audio version of our podcast, just the audio, and we strip it and we send it out using anchor.fm is one of the tools we use. So we send it out to Anchor, and now it's distributed to Spotify and Apple and all the different platforms that are out there for audio podcasts only. We take the video clips and we can create small segments of it, 30 seconds, 60 seconds, or sometimes under three minutes. And now we have YouTube shorts, we have Instagram posts, we have Facebook posts, LinkedIn posts, Twitter, Twitch. I mean, we have TikTok posts. We're everywhere from that one 30-minute episode. We can also create um, what we call quote cards. So it's literally just a static picture and maybe just a quote of something that was epic or something that was cool or a golden nugget from the episode, another piece of content. And all of these contents are designed in a way so that they're shareable, right? So we have guests on the show and when we create an episode and we create a clip from that episode, we share it with our guests and we have their contact information, their website, along with our website and our contact information on every single post we put out there. They, we give it to them for free and then they go out and share it with their friends and family because usually it's a clip of them talking about their business and what they're doing. And this gets more and more push. Now, understand that consistency is the secret to success in this thing right? You have to consistently post. You have to consistently get uh, create new content. You have to consistently share. You have to consistently go out and comment on people's stuff. This is a long game. We're playing the long game when it comes to creating social media content. And you have to do that because it's not about creating one post and going viral. Yes, that would be awesome. But that doesn't happen to everybody. And one video does not make every single person super famous or rich. But a consistent amount of information that you're sending out. It could be a quote card every day. It could be an episode every day. You can go live a few times. A lot of different things that you can do with your podcast that creates content that goes out consistently. Because Google and your social media, they want to see things on a regular basis. The best way I've heard it explained was, you know, think of it as a show. When I was a kid growing up and we were going through TV, our very first TV just had the knob, right? You would change it and it only had like seven or eight channels. And you had these antennas that would go up, right? And so you were only able to see this stuff on TV. Then we got this cable box that had 99 channels on it. 
And all of a sudden we had more variety. Well, today there's an infinite number of channels out there, YouTube channels or people's feeds or whatever it is. So you have to constantly show up or you become invisible really quick. Consistency is the key. As far as social media, this is your channel. This is the story of your life or the story of your business that you have to consistently put content out to remain relevant. Google, on the other hand, that's a search platform. So when you're creating content on a regular basis, you're inputting the links to your guests on their show, you're, you're tagging people on other social media feeds. When people search your name or they search your, your, uh, your guest names, the things that pop up are the things that Google finds. And guess what they're going to find? More often than not, because you're placing more content out there, they're going to find your stuff. So you have to remain consistent. That's the downside of doing things for free is you have to remain consistent. That is the secret to success in this space. So some of the tools we use to create content, and these are some of the basic ones that we use. The show that you're watching right now, if you're seeing this on YouTube or you're watching this on Facebook, you're watching the video version of our podcast, we do that on StreamYard. StreamYard is an amazing platform and they just keep getting better and better. And it's totally affordable. You can get a, uh, it's based on how many places that you're gonna place your live feed at. However, there's a $25 a month version and a $50 a month version. We use the $50 a month version because we're distributing to a lot more places, but the uh, $25 a month version or even the free version, at least to get content out there, is something that you should be using. Uh, there are a bunch of different types of platforms, OBS, uh, 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 Restream is another one. There's a bunch of different platforms out there. We use StreamYard. We love it. It, it allows us to do really cool things, really cool effects, like I'm doing the presentation right now. And if you ever watch some of our live shows, we drop in movie clips, we change banners, we do all kinds of cool stuff. So StreamYard is the platform that we use to record our content. And this is where we record our, our long form piece of content. Now, we have nice little graphics in the background. We have our nice little branding, our logo, the, the color scheme, everything that we do as far as creating branding on our show. So everything has a very similar look, the colors and our little logos and the little pictures of me pointing in different directions. All that is done on Canva. And Canva is like a user-friendly Photoshop. It allows us to take images. They have all kinds of cool stock images that you can use, fonts, colors, effects, you can remove backgrounds on pictures, all kinds of cool stuff. You can get super creative and super lost in Canva if you really want to. So Canva is one of those great uh, places to create things like your thumbnails things like uh, the quote cards. You can even create GIFs on there. You can create small video clips and make your stuff really look fancy and really look good. Uh, the last piece of software that we use is, uh, is um, Adobe Premiere, uh, Adobe Premiere Pro, right? And this is a video editing software. So this is where we take our long form video clip and then we shrink it down and we can change the dimensions because ultimately every platform has different um, specifications that you need to use in order to post. So for example, on Instagram, if you're going to do a post, that is a square post. That is a 1080 by 1080 post. If you're going to be on IGTV or on TikTok, that is a vertical looking video. So all these different dimensions and things and how you have to change stuff, that is all done for us on Adobe Premiere Pro. And we can export those files in a format so that when we upload them to the, to the different platforms, they have the best look. Okay. So those are the three main uh, tools that we use to create content, uh, the, to create the free content. And here's the downside, right? Creating content 
You can do that for free. Uh, StreamYard has a free version. Canva has a free version. Adobe Premiere Pro does not, right? So there are some editing tools out there that you can use. I think CapCut has a free version. They might have a watermark on there, but at the very least you're creating some content and you're able to edit it. This is just, these are just the tools that we use. We pay for StreamYard because we want more uh, capabilities. We pay for Canva. I think it's like 12 or $13 a month because, again, we want to unlock all the pro features and do as much as we want. And, yes, we pay for Adobe Premiere Pro because we just want to work at the best. And, you know, the downside of this is if you're going to do all this stuff by yourself, and these are the things that you have to learn. Yes, it's free to do, but... Free doesn't necessarily mean it doesn't cost you any time. So some of the things you're going to need to learn in order to create content long-term for free consistently, because you don't want to pay anybody else to do it, you're going to have to learn video editing. You're going to have to learn some of these different software platforms. You're going to learn how to record, right? How to record video and audio. You're going to have to learn about writing copy. Like, what do you say in each one of these things? You're going to have to learn a little bit of photography. How do you take good pictures and use those for your marketing? What about social media management? How do you post things to just one platform? That's pretty easy to do from your phone or from your computer. But what if I'm posting to five or six platforms? How do I change the format? How do I make sure I maybe save myself time? That's social media management, especially if you're going to be consistent at this. You're going to want to post more than once on one platform. One time's great. Multiple times is better. Okay? So, uh, it's simple, but it's not easy. And here's the bottom line. When you first start off, you're not going to be very good. It's okay. Understand that at the beginning, no matter what you do in your life, the first time you do it, you're not going to be good at it. And here's the bottom line about creating content. You're not going to be good at it the second time or the third time or the fifth time or the 10th time. But if you do this consistently, every time you're doing it, you're getting that much better. And over time, that's when you're going to get the thumbs up. That's when you're going to be really good at what you do. We are getting people to pay to be on our podcast because we book out 10 weeks in advance. People want to be on our show and because we create cool stuff for them. We create content that is designed to sell their product or service, but it didn't happen at the beginning. It came over time. So creating content is simple, but it's not easy. But with consistent practice, post anyways, you will get better. Now, I understand there's so many people out there that create content and then they're like, oh, this is cool. Oh, no, you know what? I don't, I'm afraid. I don't like that. Oh, it's whatever, whatever. And they don't post. They create some stuff and they don't post. Do not be that person. Okay, post it. Trust me, people will see it. They might comment. They might like it. They might not. And they're going to move on with their lives. People don't care about what you are doing for the most part until it affects them personally. So they're in a situation where they need help and they've seen you consistently show up on a regular basis and they've seen that you are the solution to their problem. That's when they're going to want to work with you. But if you are not posting, if you are not willing to risk your ego, if you're not willing to risk a criticism, some a little bit of criticism, you are not going to get anywhere on this free social media part, okay? So you have to post. Get over it. Not everybody's going to like you. Get over it. People are going to say some mean stuff sometimes. Get over it. Because in the long game, it's going to work amazing. I'll, I'll tell you exactly this. When I was, when I was you know, in the real estate space and I'm selling real estate, one of my unique selling propositions was simple. It was like, I don't know what the other agents do, but you want the agent that is really good at marketing because we got to sell your house. 
So do me a favor, Google that other agent's name and then Google my name. And the one that brings up the, the better information, the one that shows you that they are a marketer, that they are bringing in business, that's the one you should go with. And hands down, every single time I said that, I got the deal. Why? Because I've played the long game. When you Google me, that stuff shows up. I own my search results. Do you? All right, so today's organic reach is not as good as it once was. We're always focused on, oh, we want followers, we want followers, but for what? Like, here's the bottom line. If you have a lot of followers and you make a post on your social media feed, chances are it's going anywhere between one to 10% of your audience. That's not a lot of people. You might have a million followers. That's a little bit of people that are gonna come down and, and actually see your post. Now, if you have a million followers, that's a, that's a large number, right? But most of us aren't there. You have maybe 1,000, 2,000, 10,000 followers. And that means a small majority of these people are seeing the posts that you're making. Organic reach is just not as good. Now, every once in a while, again, you do get a viral video. You do get something that gets pushed a little bit further, but you can't be 100% dependent on that. So how do you get the reach that you're looking for? Why is it not as good as it once was? Why is having that following not as valuable as it used to be? Simple they want you to pay for it i mean that's really the bottom line the power that google and the social media platforms have is they control the eyes they control who sees what they see how often they see it that's why in politics and stuff they're getting upset because they're saying hey you're blocking my stuff on tiktok you get people upset because hey you canceled me you're closing down my stuff like they have control it's their platform right google owns all their stuff they can decide what they show and what they don't show facebook does the same thing instagram does the same thing it, it's just the way it works they have control and they want you to pay for it they're in business it's really what it comes down to so let's talk about some of these paid options right let's talk about what pay-per-click actually is right for those of you who don't know pay-per-click it means when you are scrolling through your social media feed, let's say you're scrolling through Instagram, right? And you see the ad for something that looks interesting. You're like, ooh, for me, it was this push-up, um, like, I don't know, it's like this board and it has little handles on it and you can do push-ups, right? That thing shows up in my feed. And I'm like, I need to do that. That's going to help me with my push-ups. Did I buy it right at that point? Chances are no. Most of you don't either. You see it and it looks interesting. Maybe you clicked on it. Maybe you didn't, but if you clicked on it, what happens is the platform charges that business who's running the ad for that click. Okay, so sometimes it could be you know one cent, two cent per click. It could be three dollars per click. In some industries, you can have up to like a hundred dollars per click. It depends on how much you're competing. So if you're if you're scrolling through your social media feed and you see something that that stops you. That is that ad grabbing your attention. You need to make sure that you have something that will grab attention. Uh, you know what? This actually doesn't play the video that's on there, but you know, a video clip. What the, the ad that would be here that I would normally have played is a, um, a time-lapse video of a car being wrapped. And I love the example of a time-lapse video because at the end of the day, when we see something started, we actually you know, we want to see that story loop close. We see something like, ooh, that looks cool. And we watch the video to the end because we wanna see the completed project. You grab the attention 
at the very beginning and you hold the attention and you talk about some key points that are going on. Sometimes it's in the ad copy. These are the benefits that we have. These, this is why you wanna buy this product. If you're having problems with X, Y, and Z, we solve this solution, right? This is what a good ad does. And you, the better the ad, the more likely somebody is to click on it, the more likely they are to see some of your key points and get to the end of the ad where we have what's called a call to action. We want the customer to do something with the information that they have. We either want them to put their name, email, and phone number. We want them to convert and buy at that moment. There are certain things that we want the customer to do. And when, a, when an ad is designed well, it grabs their attention. It tells them what the problem is that they're having, how you are the solution, and what the next step is. That's the simplicity of an ad. Pay-per-click just says every time somebody sees the ad and they click on it, they are going to be, you, you as the business owner are going to be charged for that click. Social media has a paid version of that. Google has a paid version of that. The one in Google, the way it looks is anytime you search a keyword, the thing that pops up at the top, those first couple links that say ad next to them, those are paid ads. Those are Google's way of taking your content, putting it in front of people who are actively searching for that thing. So you have two goals, again, when you're, when you're creating your ad. Goal number one is going to be to collect data. Goal number two is going to be to make the sale. And either way, you wanna make sure that you're bringing value. Whether it's entertainment value or educational value, you want your ad to bring some sort of value so that you can get that attention. Maybe you're giving something away. Maybe you're showing instructions on how to do something. Maybe whatever it is that you're doing in your industry, you're bringing some sort of value. So why is it that the first goal is to collect the data and the second goal is to, uh, is to make the sale? And really what it comes down to, um, whoo, here we go. And really what it comes down to is what happens afterwards, okay? So um, let's say, for example, let's go back to the Instagram ad where I was doing that push-up bar. If I, put, if I clicked on the ad, there are a couple things that happen. Number one, is it gets pixeled or it gets targeted, right? What does that mean? It simply means that the next time I open up Instagram, that ad is probably gonna show up again because it show, it, it's, it, uh, Instagram knows that I'm showing interest in that thing. And if I look on Facebook, guess what? That ad's gonna show up there too. And as I'm going to uh, the marketplace, it's gonna show up there too. And if I go on Google, guess what? It's gonna show up there too. They're targeting and then retargeting you. Right, so number one is to collect data, and sometimes it's gonna be as simple as a pixel. The second thing that you wanna do is collect that data as far as name, email, and phone number, because oftentimes people do not buy the first time they see an ad. They're going to buy usually later down the road. It used to be five to seven touches. In other words, your ad would show up five or seven times, and then that person would buy. Today, because we get inundated with so many different ads, we're looking at about 12 to 19 touches, right? Somewhere around there, that's where somebody says, okay, cool, this is definitely something I wanna buy. So how do you, how do you get them, how do you get in front of them 12 to 19 times? Well, if you're collecting their name, email, and phone number, especially if you work with an agency like ours, we have automations built in to send them text messages, to send them emails, to send them value videos, to send them stuff that you are showing up for them in a valuable way so that when the buying decision comes, they're not, you're not competing with anybody anymore. 
right? They know this person has that product. They're helping me solve the problem. They've brought me value. I trust them. Let's do business together, right? And that's where the sale comes in. So collecting the data is primary number one focus on your ad spend. I mean, think about it. You're spending on ads. You're spending money on ads for people to click on it. And if, if, if you're only closing the deals when people click on, I mean, that's cool that you're closing some deals, but if you can close more deals because people have clicked on your ad because you've collected some emails and phone numbers, or maybe it's, you know, Black Friday deals are coming up, or we got Valentine's Day coming up, or we got St. Patrick's Day coming up, and you can send emails or text messages for promos for people that are interested already in your stuff, that's going to increase your ability to close sales. To in- It's going to increase your ability to convert those customers, which means the same dollar that you spend on advertising is getting you more customers and it's lowering, it's, it's increasing your return on investment and lowering the cost per customer. Right? So that's really what it comes down to. That's why you have these two goals. So if you're going to do this on your own, things to learn if you're going to do DIY paid ads, right? If you're going to do that, you're going to have to learn how the back end of Google ads works. You're going to have to learn the back end of uh, Facebook ads. You're going to have to learn how to write ad copy. You're going to have to learn how to do keyword research. You're going to have to learn how to target people correctly and do the retargeting. You're going to have to learn about pixels and automations. There's a lot that you have to learn, right? Yes, it's possible. Totally doable. You can learn almost anything you want on YouTube. Just go in there and do some research. It's going to cost you $0 but it will cost you a lot of time. And here's the thing, it's a lot to learn. The learning curve is very steep if you're gonna do this as a DIY. And the only thing again that it's gonna really, really cost you is time and it will cost you some money. Because if you go into the paid ad space, the only way you can figure out if your ad is going to work is if you put some money behind it, right? Now it means not only did you have to get creative on creating your ad, You had to create the ad copy. You had to create the videos or the animations or the the artwork that goes with your ad. You had to learn how to do all that. Then on the other side, you got to learn how to actually run the platforms, how how to set up your ads, how to create your audiences, how to find your keywords, how to place your ad. And then to make it go, to actually launch it, you got to set your budget and you got to test it out. And here's the thing about advertising. It's a finesse and it's a test. Like you try something, you put it out there. Did it get any clicks? Did it get any results? What were the results on that thing? Okay, do you modify it? Let's change the headline. Let's change the ad copy. Let's change the image. Let's change the video. So many different things. And each one is going to take a test and test and test and test. So yes, you can do it yourself, but it's going to cost you time. And ultimately on the paid side, it's going to cost you money. So we can help shrink that learning curve and get you going as soon as possible. It's really simple. All you got to do is go to carwrapclients.com, carwrapclients.com, and click on that book demo, and then we'll sit down and have a conversation. I'll show you exactly what we do, how we create your ads. I'll tell you exactly what we do for your particular car wrap business and how we're going to get you clients as soon as possible. Don't worry about learning all that stuff. Don't worry about becoming a video editor. Just work with somebody who's already doing it successfully for other car wrap clients around the country. We'd love to have a sit down with you and talk to you about how we can help grow your business as well. Go to carwrapclients.com and book a demo. And boom, that's it, ladies and gents. What do you think? I mean, 
I literally used an episode to show you how we do these types of presentations, right? How I do my, my presentations to create content. Because again, this is a 30 minute piece of video content. And I'm gonna break this up and we're gonna use it to sell more car wrap clients and show them how we can bring them business. And here's the thing about sales. One is to bring value, right? So that people know, like, and trust you, create content so you're visible. But the second thing, is the actual sales part. It's the, to deliver the product that you say you're gonna deliver. And we've been doing such a phenomenal job with our clients right now, like we're on top of the world. You know on our show, it's a video testimonial thing, so we're doing the same thing with clients all, all over. We're just creating video testimonials and saying, look, this is what we're doing for other clients. You want us to do it for you too? Really what it comes down to. All right, ladies and gents, again, if you need help with your ads, you don't have to be a car wrap client, but you do have to have a business in need of customers. And if that's you, go to www.businessbros.biz. We'd love to help you out, show you what we're doing for our customers and uh, get you some more clients. Because at the end of the day, that's how you put food on the table. That's how you grow your business. You grab the clients and then you figure out ways on uh, providing excellent customer service on your products and services so that they can bring you more clients with referrals. You keep them happy, you keep them sticking around, and your business is gonna grow. We'll see you guys again manana. Peace, and we're out. Thank you for listening to the Business Bros Podcast. Are you looking to get more clients or to increase your income? Hernan, the business bro, can help you generate referrals through the power of podcasting. And James, the insurance bro with Pipeline Insurance, can help you effectively add insurance to your existing business. If you are ready to create wealth today and generational wealth for tomorrow, email businessbros at csfirst.com to schedule a free consultation or join the Business Bros Network, www.businessbros.biz.